Today on the Perceptive Photographer Podcast, we're going to be talking about the importance of sort of being bold and audacious when people ask you some questions about your photography. I am your host, Daniel Gregory, and you are tuning in to episode 438 of our little podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hope you're having a wonderful week. Don't forget, I am offering a free introduction to sort of color theory, color concepts for photographers on August 8th. And also, I'm offering two different sessions two nights back-to-back, or an afternoon, so to speak, on enhancing your critique skills and understanding how to actually critique and receive a critique of photographs. So that's August 15th and 16th, and September 2nd and 3rd. The 15th and 16th is towards the evening, 2nd and 3rd sort of midday. One's during the middle of the week, one's on the weekend. But anyway, head up to DanielJGregory.com. You can get all the information on both of those events. Make sure you take advantage of those. Learning to talk about your work is one of the most important things you can do to become better as a photographer. So make sure you take a look at that critique class. One of the things that I have thought about a lot, struggled with the answer, heard other photographers talk about it. I've had conversations with other photographers about how you sort of answer a couple of questions. And so today's podcast, I thought I'd dive into a couple of those questions and talk about the importance of really owning the answer, being bold and a little audacious in how we answer some of those questions, because I think it's important for our own confidence. And I think it's important for us to own the experience we have as photographers. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And I know a lot of photographers go through this same process. Like I said, I've heard this question over and over again. I've had this conversation a number of times. So hopefully you'll find a little bit of of insight or a little bit of comfort in owning that answer to some of the kind of questions we're going to be talking about today. And one of the first sort of questions that I get asked or I've heard asked is, you know, what do you do? And you say, oh, I'm a photographer or, you know, I like to take pictures or, you know, I consider myself a photographer, something in that vein. And then you always get a series of sort of follow-up questions to that. And one of the ones that I find interesting is what type of photographer are you? Slash, what do you take photographs of? And this always has sort of an awkward pause. If you watch photographers answer that, unless they're really sort of sure what they do, like, oh, I'm a wedding photographer. I'm a portrait photographer. They... And, and that, in some cases, is pretty limiting because that's probably not the only thing they photograph. But there's this sort of odd sort of dance you can see somebody doing in their head about how to answer that question. What sort of things do you photograph? And this is where I think a little bit of bucketing happens for a lot of us. We say, oh, I'm a landscape photographer. I'm a people person photographer. I like to pick, take pictures of my pets. I like to take pictures of food. Whatever it is, and we, we identify sort of the subject matter as that's the thing that we photograph. And one of the things that I'm thinking about in encouraging this sense of being a little bit bolder, being a little bit more audacious, and I think being a little bit more truthful, is if somebody asks you, what sort of things do you take pictures of? And you say, things that excite me, things that wow me, things that are interesting, things that I don't think anybody else sees until I take the photograph, things that matter to us that we ignore. We get a little bit more out there. Instead of identifying a subject matter, we identify sort of the reason we take the photograph. And so in that conversation of what sort of things do you take photographs of? Things that are really interesting. Oh, well, what sort of things are interesting? I don't know. What's interesting to you? What I find interesting is X, Y, and Z. Now, is it sort of a weird dance to get down to the same thing that, yes, I take pictures of landscape trees, purple, people, eaters. I take pictures of whatever is out there that I'm interested in. Yes, but there's a difference between 
sort of shrinking back into, I'm only a landscape photographer, or I'm only a portrait photographer. And being audacious in, I photograph things that nobody else sees in the world. And I'm really drawn to the landscape and to the natural world, or I'm drawn to the street, and I love street photography. But I photograph the things that nobody else photographs, or the things that nobody else sees. Now, that's audacious, because we can look at photographs, and yeah, I have very similar photographs to a lot of people. Heck, I've stood in some of the same places, some of the most iconic photographs have ever been taken. My photographs don't look like their photographs. They are different. I saw something different. The conditions were different. Whatever we sort of put into that rationale or that reasoning behind why we make those unique photographs. But owning that, that I am unique in what I see and answering that question that way, I think is important. Because one of the things that does is that firmly puts your two feet on the ground that you own the experience behind the camera, that you believe what you do matters. It's not that you went out and found a pretty thing to photograph. It's that you went out and found something that somebody else wouldn't photograph, that you saw something somebody else wouldn't see, that you did something somebody else wouldn't do. And that experience, I think, is important. And I think that's part of why we get the camera out. That's why we go through the experience of working with the camera. I think it's when we talk about missing not taking photographs. You know, we have weeks or months or years for sometimes for people where they talk about not having a camera and then they return back to photography and they can't believe what they've missed because they're seeing, they're actually getting to experience things in the world. And it's not that they're getting to experience seeing a flower, but it's that deep, intimate relation and connection to that flower when they made that photograph, seeing it in a way that they truly believe is unique to their self-expression. And I think that's a really important piece. So I think being a little bit bold in that, that I photograph things that are unique and amazing in the world that I don't think other people necessarily see or notice. Yes. Do other people do that? Absolutely. Does that change what I actually think is important about the way I do my photography and I approach my photography? Not at all. I think it's important that we have communal experiences, that we do get to photograph similar things, and we get to see the subtle nuances and differences between those. I think a similar question that's along those lines is, are you any good? Which is something that I think is a really sort of weird, heavy question. It's got a lot of anxiety behind it. There can be some loaded ammo behind that. But the question of are you any good? And again, good comes down to how do we define good? Do I sell things? Are they in collections? Do I enjoy what I do? Do I make pretty pictures? What, what defines good? But I do believe we're all good. You know, I think we all improve. We all get better. We all change. We all get better insights. We understand our place in the world better. We photograph that place in the world better. We find projects that matter to us. We photograph those things. But I do think that question of are you any good is a unfair qualifier that we're asked to put on ourselves. And it's appropriate, and I've talked about this in other podcasts, to flip that question back. Well, what do you do for a living? Are you any good? Are you talking to the number one heart surgeon in the entire world or some doctor who's just an average doctor? And not that that's bad. I'm just an average photographer. We all sort of sit in a weird hierarchy, but defining one piece is better or worse than the other and defining good as a characteristic of value, which is basically what somebody's asking in some ways is, is that photograph value? So are your photographs good? Yeah, they're really good. They really speak to what I think and believe and see and experience in the world. And under that filter, they're absolutely good. Does anybody else buy them? I don't know. I don't care. I don't have that experience. Or 
I do have that experience and I want to focus in on that as being the definition of good. But my experience behind the camera means that I'm good. My experience when I print and edit my photographs means that I'm good. Now, again, am I the best editor? No. Am I the best processor? No. Am I the best photographer? No. But am I any good at it? Yeah, I do think I'm pretty good at it because I get the experience. It fills my bucket. It fills my soul. It fills my well of creativity to be working photographically. And that to me is what defines, is it good? Is it good for me? Yes, it is good for me in the photography. And again, art is highly subjective. So we're not necessarily going to get a great answer of it's all art is great. There's different levels and different criteria. But again, what we sort of define is that success. So understanding that are we any good? We have days where we probably don't feel good as photographers. But on the whole, the experience of being behind the camera does make us feel good, does mean that we have something to say, something of value to communicate. We may not understand what that is. We may be struggling to say it, but that's in there. And that is good. That is important. That is the value that the photography brings is it pushes the conversation forward. So am I any good? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at communicating and finding things that are unique to me in my vision of the world and making sure that I get photographs of those. And that way I'm good. And I think that's an important thing for, for all of us to start to recognize is that good is not ascribed to value by dollar collection sales, things like that. That's a, that's a structure of society that we don't necessarily have to adhere to in our creative process. One of the other questions that's in there that's sort of not in the same way as are you any good or what kind of photographer are you, but that qualifier language that I hear people talk about, like, well, I just use an iPhone. Some of the most amazing photography I've seen out of people in the last several years are off iPhone photographers. And a lot of them say, oh, well, that was just on my iPhone. So it's not that, you know, it's not that great a picture or it's not used. I didn't use my real camera. So it has some different value to it, some different worth to it. The thing is, you are the same behind those instruments. So to degrade your own experience of allowing the justification of equipment to degrade your experience as a photographer, your sense of seeing, your sense of purpose, your sense of intention, narrative, story, whatever you're telling within the photography, to me seems a little off cue and off base. Because when we recognize that what matters is, again, our presence of seeing, what do I photograph? Things that are amazing, that touch my soul, that I don't believe anybody else sees. And I did that with an iPhone. I did that with a sketch pad. I did that with a paintbrush. Who cares what it was actually created with? It's the sensation of coming into that experience, recognizing those sensations, those feelings, those thoughts, and creating the object by which we, as third-party people, can have that experience of looking at that image. And then having our own experience to that, that's incredibly powerful. So to degrade that by knocking ourselves down by saying, well, I didn't use my real camera. Oh, I didn't do a lot of editing. I've heard that one a lot. Oh, I was just kind of out of camera. I didn't do anything to it. So it's still amazing. It still says what you, something of value, says something you wanted. That becomes critical and important. I think that's an important value. It's an, an interesting piece of the puzzle. The other last sort of question, I've touched on this probably eight or 10 times across the six, seven years of doing this podcast, but how do we deal with the question of, you know, I really don't like your work, which is, and I think in the 
truest sense of being bold, this is the time to sort of step up a little bit and push back on that and be a little bit bold. Just like saying, you know, what sort of things do you photograph? I photograph amazing things. It's in that same vein. I've had people tell me, well, I really don't like your photography, but you know, I'm not, a, I don't like landscape outdoor paintings and stuff. Well, do you like going outside or do you like to sit inside? Do you ever go outside and think to yourself, wow, it's pretty nice outside. Okay, then you like landscapes. You may not like the photograph I took, but don't say you don't like the landscape. Because if you ever go outside and hike and talk to yourself, wow, that's really pretty. That's a pretty sunset tonight. You liked something in the landscape. If you don't like portraits and you've ever seen a picture, and even if it's your own kid, it's a baby, a newborn, you got that photograph. You're like, wow, that's an amazing photograph of a baby. And it's your kid. You liked a portrait of a baby at one point. So to be a little bit bold in that assessment, when somebody says, oh, I don't like the type of photography you do, I think it's important for us to be a little bit bold and asking, well, okay, so if you don't like that type of photography, do you like that experience at all? Again, whether it's the landscape, oh, I don't like food photography. Do you like to eat? Do you like food? Okay, then on some level you like food, so it has to be something more than just, I don't like food photography. You know, so many times I think as the photographer, we take the experience of the weight of the question on our shoulder as if it's our responsibility. And I think sometimes pushing back on that is really an important aspect. Again, being a little bit bold, being a little bit audacious in the things you think and feel and say. And I think the end result of that is, again, is it a little bit arrogant? Possibly. You could probably come off as a real ass if you're not careful when you say, yeah, I photograph amazingly beautiful or cool things that I don't think other people see. You could sound like an arrogant ass. But at the same time, if you're sincere and communicating with honesty and with reverence toward the experience of being behind the camera, it's not going to come off as, con as, as condescending for everybody. But for a lot of people, they're going to understand that there's passion behind that. There's components of who you are behind that. And then in some ways, that question is really limiting your own experience. It's to say, as the photographer, you're limited in your scope. So by pushing back on that a little bit, by being bold and owning that experience, I think it's an interesting opportunity. And I think it's an interesting opportunity for us, even if we don't say it, to make sure that we're thinking that so that we understand that in our own voice, in our own passion for who we are as creators, that we don't have to be silent and, and have our own process and our own understanding and the only way we own and own the way we photograph be degraded because somebody doesn't understand why or how we approach our photography. And we can own that and we can be important in that process. I hope you have a wonderful week behind the camera. Thanks so much for joining me this week for episode 438. Don't forget if you're interested in learning more about being more effective as a photographer through the art of talking about photographs, understanding how to interpret and read and critique and communicate about photographs, make sure you check out that workshop, Enhancing Your Photographic Creativity Experience up on my website, and I'll see you all next week.